Hey guys, sorry for this episode being late. We have some technical technical difficulties. So from now on, hopefully we can have this out on Mondays. Otherwise, we'll try to keep you updated on Twitter. So one more reason to go to TX3 Productions on Twitter or go to our Discord and you'll you'll know when we're late. So sorry about that. Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third. This is episode 8 for your stop for video games, movies, and everything nerdy. We're bringing you the power of three with your host, Nick, T-Foles, and my pet rock. Oh, Yeah. No, no, not on the carpet! Not on... God dang it! Well, when you call me a pet rock, I just have to... <laughs> I have to get back uh, at you for that. So yeah. there's something you can clean up later. All right, so everybody, this is T. Foles, and he is actually a fan of ours. He's been with us since back when we were Rocky Mountain Slackers, um, and he was acting enough in the group that you know I was like, you know, I, I reached out to him like, hey, you know, would you want to help us out with like our Discord and be one of our mods? And so he's been, he's been there and he's been through the struggle, so to speak. And we even have him on like our Dead by Daylight that's going to be out on uh, Wednesday. You'll see us goofing around and having a good time on Dead by Daylight. But more on that later during our weekly grind. Right now, let's do a quick little grinding. TX3 Productions on Twitter or UbiChat for other one. Now, if you like Ubisoft games, old and new and future, then you'll like UbiChat. Um, we have a lot of fun with it, and we like to also, you know, just take our a nice nostalgic one. Our last one was real fun because we took really obscure Ubisoft games and we talked about them. Like, who would have known that there was ever a... Beowulf video game. I didn't know there was a Beowulf video game. So um, that and many other ones that we talked about. So go ahead and check out UbiChat if you're interested. But let's get this show started with It Came From The Interweb. All right, It Came From The Interweb is where we talk about things that have been going on, the goings-on of Twitter and YouTube, and the kind of thing that really could only happen online. <laughs> so, today's topic is Ninja is a part of the He-Man Woman Hater Club. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I might be a little bit too hard on him, but um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, he did an interview over the weekend, and then like Polygon, I think, picked it up, and so basically, the the gist of it is that he does not want to stream with women, and the reason being that he doesn't want. Uh, something he says to come off as like oh i'm flirting and so somebody's going to take that sound bite and they're going to do some clickbait um thumbnail on it or whatever and say you know that he's having a relationship and so he's married he doesn't want that to happen he doesn't want to put his wife through that and everything um and so naturally a lot of people are calling him out and being like you know hey this isn't right you shouldn't you know discriminate because someone's sex basically so um what was your reaction about this t-false uh 
I don't know. It's sort of his choice whether yeah. or not he wants to stream with somebody, whether it be a man or a woman. But I can also see the uh, the other side to it. Right. I mean, yeah. I I I don't know. I'm I'm very much in the middle because. Like, I could understand him not, like, wanting to put his wife through something like that. I mean, especially, like, me being a content creator and being married and having a daughter as well. Like, so I'd hate for somebody to make a whole video about how I obviously have something going off on with this other person because it's like, oh, look at this flirting or whatever. And there is even people who have linked certain like thumbnails of like other people who've done exactly that and so i think ninja being in the situation that he is he saw that and he decided that he didn't want to do it um and i mean i'm very in the middle because like i can understand why he would want to do that and i can understand him not wanting to put his wife through that but on the other on the other you know hand like the very definition of sexism is being you know defined by this he is discriminating against a sex because of their sex like that's i mean there's just no way around it unfortunately you know i i hate to say it I'm, he's a very nice guy from what i've seen i mean i don't necessarily watch him on twitch but like i do respect him as you know as as far as what he does and yeah. he's trying to be like anti-bully you know that was one thing you know he he started off as why people started watching him was because of his freakouts and and stuff like that and so i feel like he got to a certain point where he realized not only do i have one million or probably way more than that but it's like not only do i have one million people watching me but a majority of those people are younger i could take this one of two ways i could say you know i am me so screw you if you don't like me or he could try to change his streams for the better and make sure that he doesn't influence kids you know yeah think about if logan paul would have done that <laughs> like uh it's it's just something to kind of think about logan paul thinking is yeah right <laughs> good one um but yeah it's it's like what if logan paul would have done that and he would have you know not tased a dead rat or not shown a dead body in the forest you know and he does all this shocking stuff and all this really just dumb stuff that like an adult doesn't appreciate, but he does it because he knows kids are watching. So like Logan Paul is the opposite of Ninja. If you think about yeah. it, he has millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people watching him. And he, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to cater to that. And I'm going to use that algorithm to my, advantage whereas ninja he took the algorithm he's like you know what i see that there are a lot of kids you know he has this pie this pie chart and the pie chart is a huge chunk of it is like people who are you know in their teens or even you know seven to eight or something like that and very well he could have just been like oh heck yeah and he could have logan pauled it up but he decided to go the other way so that was a very long <laughs> deterrent or that was a very long detour to basically say that he is a nice guy 
and I can yeah, see I can... where he's coming from. But at the end of the day, it is kind of it is just the very definition of sexism. I mean, I think from what you're explaining, it, it almost seems like a catch twenty two. Right. It's exactly. he's trying to he knows how how much fame he has and how much influence he does have, and he's just trying to protect himself and his family from any sort of controversy that could come about him. But at the same time, in doing so, it can be taken as discriminatory against, or discrimination against the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I since this does involve women, I did want to get my wife's opinion on this, so we're going to go ahead and insert that right here. I think that if you keep your mouth shut and keep everything appropriate, it should not be an issue. So you're saying, you so are you saying like it's wrong that he doesn't want to stream with women? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand being worried about being accused of something, but if you keep it a professional and don't say anything you're going to regret, mm. then it shouldn't matter. Right. So what about his his reasoning that, you know, he wants to basically save his wife from, you know, like somebody tweeting, oh, look at them being all nice to each other or something like that. Pretty sure she's probably aware of what he does. Right, right. And would hopefully, I guess, take his opinion into account. Right. Versus other people's input on their relationship. Right. So, I mean, even though even though it's his decision and he's not necessarily doing it for sexist, quote unquote, reasons, I mean, do you think it is inherently sexist? Well, anytime you decide to exclude anybody, you're going to get that. Yeah. So it can be considered sexist. It can, I mean, it, because you don't want to talk to certain types of people you're going to end up being biased about those types of people so absolutely yeah i mean it'd be like if he was a cash register and he didn't want to take women women customers i guess i mean he's my point is that he's doing a job and he's refusing to or i guess maybe he's a cash register and he refused to work with women cash registers i think that would be a better cashier cashier cash register yes he is a cash register and can't really he's kind of forced to do what the cash register is supposed to do okay so so cashier he is a cashier smartass, and he works at walmart and he refuses to work like next to other women then i mean that would that would in 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 a sense that would be kind of sexist wouldn't it i mean in a sense yeah yeah okay all right thank you and you know i think before before hearing my wife's input on it i think i was a little i was still in the middle but i was leaning a little bit towards ninja not a lot but just a little after hearing her input it's like i respect her she is a supervisor she has a big um position at the uh, i won't say where she worked i almost said i almost said where she worked she has a very big, big position she's like the director of a certain company and so 
like I, I respect her. Anytime I have anything business related, I go straight to her and I ask her about stuff because I know that it's something that she can give me a real honest answer on. So I, I really feel like I was, I'm still in the middle, but now I'm leaning a little bit more towards sexism. And here's one of the main things. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull at any dad strings that are out there. It, my daughter, let's say she becomes a big streamer and she's doing really good. And one of her main inspirations is Ninja. And one of her main dreams is to do a stream with Ninja. He essentially has killed that dream for my daughter. Now, think about all the millions of people who do watch Ninja. How many of those people are women? How many of those people have they killed their dream of starring in a stream with Ninja? I, I mean, I don't normally, I don't normally lean more towards one side. I mean, or at least I guess I don't usually lean towards the, um, the outragers, you mm -hmm. know, the people who are on the internet making all the outrage. I don't usually lean towards them. Usually I try to lean on the side of like freedom of speech. You know, yeah. it is his freedom as an American to decide that he doesn't want to stream with, with women, you know? So usually I lean towards that, you know, and I mean, I mean, for God's sake, I, I, it was one or two episodes ago. I kind of defended Roseanne. I hate Roseanne. I don't like Roseanne, but I defended her. And it was basically in the same conversation of the James Gunn situation. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, people change or people don't change or, you know, but people either way, Andy it's like, and, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was the outrage, though, that I was more yeah. speaking out against. Mm -hmm. And so here we go. Here's another instance where there's outrage. But instead of being on the side against outrage, I'm on the side of outrage. You know, but I'd like to I'd like to think that I'm the voice of region, reason amongst the outrage because I just don't want to think of myself as that person with the pitchfork or whatever, because that's definitely not me. And that's definitely not what I'm trying to do. And I and I definitely don't think that, like, you should just stop supporting Ninja. I just hope that maybe after this, maybe after he's kind of seen the outrage and whatnot, he can kind of see that, you know, maybe he should just not close the door, but be a little bit more a little bit more um oh, i guess well i was gonna say a little bit more picky about like selective. who he does yeah selective there we go maybe not picky but yeah selective because i mean i feel like there should be some some lady streamers out there that you can trust or whatever and by saying no to all of them you're basically saying well you're all trash even if that's not what you're trying to do this it is 2018 very much come across that way Yes, exactly. So, I and, mean, that is... Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and that's what's going to happen at some point. Right, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate that that's where we are in 2018. But, you know, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta... I feel like he was thinking about it too much from one side, and he didn't think about what the 
what was going to happen on the other side. You know what I mean? So that is our thoughts on it. We would love to hear yours at TX3 Productions on Twitter or go to our Discord and you can chat with us there. We'd love to have a conversation about that. Um, Let's go on now to our weekly grind. Sweating up a storm. So, weekly grind is where we talk about what we've been up to, what we've been doing, everything. So, Mr. T. Foles, what have you been doing? Uh, really not much. Just watching a lot of YouTube. I have a few select channels I watch, but uh, more recently, I got into the Dark Tourist. It's oh, a... that's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I think it came out recently. I could mm-hmm. check when it came out. But uh, Dark Tourist is a show, I think it's 13 episodes, I could be wrong. It's a, okay. it's just over 10. Um, where this uh, New Zealand journalist, um, David Farrier, or Farrier, okay. uh, goes to controversial places and gets the scoop. And, Interesting. Or goes to sites that really a lot of people don't want to go uh the first episode will probably hook you the first and second episodes will probably uh grab grasp you the first episode um it he go like from the moment it starts he goes to medellin colombia okay cocaine capital of the world oh interesting (laughs) home of pablo escobar or okay yeah, and he uh, he meets with a few different people that were in that life, including one of, uh, or including Pablo Escobar's private or personal hitman, who's now been to jail, been to prison, and now reformed. Quotations. He is. I think he owns an Instagram, a Twitter. He does like a an inst- internet kind of drama show. But he uh, he talks openly about his time serving under under Pablo, and it's uh, it's pretty intense. <laughs> it's it's a I think a, a couple episodes later it goes or he goes to Japan, and oh, okay. he does mm-hmm. go to the Jukai Forest, um, the Suicide Forest. Oh, the suicide part. Now, but, does he film a no, dead body don't and put find, it in his thumbnail? They don't. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, they don't find anything. But they do. He meets up with a uh, with a guy or a guide, and he and they do find a uh, like a a cut rope oh, hanging yeah. from a tree. And later, or earlier in that episode, they go to Fukushima. Oh, okay, yeah. And they go as far into Fukushima as they as they are allowed to be. Uh, everyone on that, everyone on their tour bus has Geiger counters. Oh, and <laughs> Once it gets up to about ten rads, they're like, "We need to leave." <laughs> and they all take a boat and they all get out of there. Wow. I think they said that the that the guide was saying. or something like that 0.6 rads 
was enough to be concerned. Oh, geez, and they went all the way to 10? They went up to 10. Wow. Yeah. Well, if I know if I know anything from Fallout, somebody's going to have a third arm. <laughs> and a few few hundred years. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it gets, yeah, that, it gets that actually sounds really interesting. It is. Uh, another episode, or... Yeah, another episode, they go to Mexico, they go to Africa, uh, they go to Southeast Asia. There's two episodes in the United States. I didn't really uh, like those episodes that much, because I kind of knew <laughs> I kind of knew most about them. It's too familiar. It is. Uh, he goes to uh, Milwaukee and does like a Jeffrey Dahmer okay. uh, sort of tour, and I kind of know about Jeffrey Dahmer already. I listen to other forms of media podcasts and such it's a very good show i hope it gets a second season i'd love to see more nice so i mean you saw something else on netflix didn't you yeah unfortunately (laughs) you made me see it so uh we're talking about the package it's a um late night comedy to say the least uh and the the basic premise is uh kids go out into the woods they get drunk and one of them cuts his penis off and so then the the euro trip begins basically where yeah. they they have to make their way back down and to, yeah was, the whole premise it, is it, they yeah Nick kind of already explained it um the the one that actually performs the act get buys a yeah, butterfly knife and yeah. was peeing off of a uh, a ridge and was drunk. He was doing the moves and he gets <laughs> tapped with a stick or is scared and he slices up. And the, the premise is that he gets medevaced out, but the coolers were switched. <laughs> and yeah, so the coolers were switched. So instead of his dick, he gets he gets he gets the beer. Yeah, and so then. The people who were left behind realize because they, of course, they go to get a beer and they realize, oh no, it's his dick. So then they have to make their way down the mountain. And of course, it can't just be like a straight shot. Okay, we're at the car. No, Let's they get hiked, going. They hiked a, a pretty good, pretty good ways into the woods. So, um, what, what was your overall thought, positive or negative? Overall, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was a good movie. There, it was rough for me to get through. I had to pause it <laughs> a few times. Like, immediately. There's yeah. just tropes and just... Oh, I, I saw that coming. Yeah. The parts that I actually skipped through, I just couldn't take yeah. the, the, the humor. Uh, Nate had a good point about it. And it's oh, yeah. about... It's this generation's super bad or you know those kind those kinds of comedies that about 10 maybe 12 years ago were amazing which super bad is still a good movie but it was the you know yeah i mean i don't know if i can equate it to super bad cuz like super bad had gross out humor yeah but this like takes gross out oh. humor to the next level because i mean there are several several shots of like if let's put it this way if you had a problem with the blue penis in watchmen then you should probably just not even watch the movie 
I think I know what you're. I don't know if we're gonna go through the entire movie, but there's no, a scene. No, no. There's a scene in the movie that reminds me a lot of in Toy Story Two. Woody gets his arm ripped. Okay, and the old man. I think his name's Jerry. In like Bugs okay. Life, he plays chess against himself at the right, beginning right. short. Uh, they had to reuse a model character, and. They brought him in to be a restorer, a uh, a guy, a repairman to Woody. And oh, okay. there's yeah. some there's some shots with a magnifying glass and some sewing going on. And that shot, that scene, really reminded me of one of the scenes in the package where I forget his name, uh, the big fro, the guy with the big fro in. Um, oh, workaholics. workaholics. Yeah, that was the gas station attendant. Um, when he goes in and starts cleaning. Oh, now I know what you mean. <laughs> I got. Uh, okay. I'm like, oh, they must have taken way. this okay. straight from Toy Story too. Yeah that that was definitely a scene that was just like, um, they was just like, did they really have to go there? Because it's like, I feel like they could have gotten just as good of like gut-wrenching reactions if they just would have showed it once or twice but there was like long takes of him like going going around the mushroom and making sure it's nice and clean and it's just like yeah and it's like honestly you couldn't have just washed it off yourself why why was it such an important thing to have it clean rather than just rinse it off that was definitely a scene that was just like wow why did they go that far? There is a, there is a, and see, I, I feel this way about a lot of comedies nowadays. There are some times where it's like they let a scene go on for just a little bit too long. Yeah, you know, like a really good example. Um, there's a scene in a, um, I won't give it away because what happens is just kind of funny. But there's the scene in the, um, the, the Watchtower. And basically, he's he's telling them to leave the room. I won't say for what. Um, he's telling them to leave the room, and the the lead up to them leading leaving the room was just way too drawn out. And it's like I could see that they were going for melodramatic, but at the same time, it's just like okay, let's just leave the room, leave, hurry. You know, and a lot of comedies do that. Like, another really good example would be, like, Anchorman 2. Anchorman 2, I feel like, was just as good as Anchorman in some ways. But in other ways, it's like they just, like, they let the riffing go on for too long. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we have some people, they're really good at, you know, improvisation. So let's just keep the camera rolling and we'll, we'll see how much of it we can keep. And so, like, a lot of comedies seem to be going that way, where it's like, okay, let's just keep the camera rolling, and, you know, I feel like in making the movie, it's probably super fun, you know, everybody's laughing, and, you know, I mean, we tried doing something um, video game related and comedy related, and, like, the the outtakes or whatever that we would have had from that was just, like, it's just, we all get to laughing or whatever, but... 
if we would have like kept some of that stuff in, it just wouldn't have been funny. So yeah. it's like in in the making of it, it's like, oh my god, this is so much fun, and and it's like, it, I don't know, it's just. When you keep going on too long, like I am right now, explaining about how long you're going on. <laughs> now, but I will say, for what it's worth, it does have really good moments. Um, yeah, definitely. Probably one of the more, I think, funnier parts of the movie is not anything really with the with the kids go- trying to get the, the package to the hospital, but rather the, the actual kid that cut his dick off um, right and his interactions with the nurse yeah they were those short were pretty funny they were sweet and they just made they they were hurting my sides like i was mm. just laughing so much at just the the back and forth between them right right yeah Really, really funny. I mean, overall, I'd say I also had a positive experience with it. It definitely had its moments where you're just like, okay, come on. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like overall, it was a pretty fun, funny movie. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I hate to do this because, like, I want Netflix movies to be taken more seriously. But for a Netflix movie, it was really good. Yeah. Because there are other comedy Netflix movies that just kind of get by. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's Naked, which is pretty much Groundhog's Day, but there's a there's Marlon Wayne or whatever, and he's naked, and he's on his wedding day, and so he has to keep reliving that or whatever. And then there's another one, funnily enough, that's um, almost a mix between Groundhog Day and, like, Butterfly Effect. Um, it has one of the guys from Workaholics. Uh Adam I don't know his. I think so. I think yeah. I think I know the movie you're talking. I, I yeah, can't remember I can't. Re- it's like when we first met. I think is what it's called. Um, and so basically, he keeps going back in time and changing one thing, and then he goes forward in time, and then kind of sees how it affects his life or whatever. And both of those movies were just kind of okay. All the Adam Sandler movies, I don't care what anybody says, they're funny. Oh my god. But they're not they're not like great. And there's just there's just it's just hit and miss with Netflix. I feel like they're they're very and I mean you could say this about the TV series as well. There's just like there's a couple of hits, but a lot of misses. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could say that about TV as well. But yeah. my point is that for a Netflix it's it's actually a really good one. Yeah, you know i i wouldn't I wouldn't rate it any higher than like a seven if we had like a scale or whatever. Which I don't like doing scales, but I I mean, and this is also something I don't want to say, but it's true. But it's like it's free, so why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you have Netflix and you want a raunchy comedy, the package, Just check it out. Don't watch it with anyone. Don't watch it with your three-year-old daughter no, because there'll no. be very many sections where you have to tell her to look at the phone. Yeah. I wouldn't know that from <clears throat> experience, I swear. Oh, 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 oh no. 
So another thing that we were able to do together yeah. that was super fun, um, Dead by Daylight. So if you don't know Dead by Daylight, first off, if you don't know Weekly Grind, Weekly Grind isn't necessarily like, oh, what's this brand new thing that we just saw? What's this brand new? Weekly Grind is really just about what we've been doing. And so uh, what we did was Dead by Daylight came out on PlayStation Plus for free. And I was so excited because um, I can't remember. It had to have been like four or five months ago. I had some money that I wanted to spend on a video game. And I was looking at um, Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight. I looked through countless, countless YouTube videos of both playthroughs. And I was like, I couldn't make up my mind. Dead by Daylight was like $10 cheaper than Friday the 13th. But it's like the main thing I was worried about was like, is is there going to be enough people playing it in order for me for it to make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the uh, the premise behind it, whether it be Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, was like, OK, this is really cool. So to find out that this was going to be free. I was super stoked. Yeah. I was just like, yes, thank you. Like, honestly, I don't know why they didn't do it closer to October. Even like September would have made more sense than August. But I don't know. Maybe they have a maybe they have something else planned for October. So they got this one out of the way. But either way, um, I was so excited because, you know, like this type of game really intrigues me. And if I'm being honest, I never had this you know, affiliation with, you know, Jason. So like, I feel like the people who are really going to enjoy Friday the 13th are the people who are big fans of the movies. And so no matter how buggy it is, which it was, no matter how crappy it can be, which it was, um, (laughs) they can enjoy it because they really enjoy the movies. And then the campiness of it fits what genre it is which is kind of like a b movie slasher and so people can enjoy it for that reason um dead by daylight looked interesting for me because it wasn't just your typical slasher there were several different types of killers so depending on what killer you chose depended on you know what kind of play style you Mm -hmm. have yeah there's tons of different monsters and villains to choose from like the guy that you chose was i probably one of the more standard ones and then yep the next round uh nate comes in with somebody that can just go someone that can almost go invisible you can still see their outline but for the most part you don't know where they are i was working on an engine and i and i see nate just appear out of nothing in front of me i'm like nope you gotta get out of here nope 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 (laughs) nope 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 (laughs) yeah um really really fun uh i think you were the only one who wasn't able to play yeah servers went down or something it was happening to all of us it wasn't just an isolated thing so they must have been updating because yeah we had i started off as the killer because i had at least played it before whereas all three of you guys didn't yeah. play. It. so to set it up it was me t nate which you know him he's my co-host i miss you yeah and coach which you've 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 heard him before as well so we're all all four of us are playing uh i was the killer and then you three were that and then we switched to nate was the killer and then we switched to coach was the killer 
Um, and we had a lot of fun. Um, oh, give me, so fun. go ahead and give me your synopsis of the game. It's different. I've stayed away from watching really anything. It just didn't really interest me as what, as far as watching other people play it. But yeah. then when you suggested, Hey, let's try out this thing for an upcoming project, uh, for TX three, I said, okay, it's free. I'll download it. And I right. I want to play more. I'm excited for the next time we all get to play. Oh, yeah. It's it's fun. It's, it's enough stress to keep you on your toes and keep you looking around. And you just, you're always on edge. You're trying to yeah. defeat, you're trying to make the goal. I think we made the goal every single time. Not everyone got out every single game we played. <laughs> but right, right. There was enough time and enough area, like and enough uh, engines and yeah. enough going on to where we were always busy and trying to move forward to the next goal. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dead by Daylight um, is similar to Friday the Thirteenth in the way that you gather up a bunch of stuff in order to make your escape. So instead of, um, I believe in Friday the 13th, you gather up like car parts to make your cargo or a boat parts or like radio parts or something like that. Either way, you're gathering things together so that you can make your escape. So in this, it's sort of similar in the sense that you have to power up five generators and that will power up the exit. So then you have to make it to the exit. Well, the good thing is, is that there are like usually eight uh, generators. So it's not like on the last generator, the killer knows exactly where you're going to be. It mm. still has like three more to choose from, which is really good. I feel like the best thing this game has going for it is balancing um, because like like you said you guys won every time but like it just depended on how many people were dying yeah and also keeping in mind that like the people who were playing as the killers were playing for the first time um obviously when i played i was trying to be nice and i was trying to get you guys used to the situation so i was trying to i was kind of half-assing it so like there was definitely a couple times where like i was swinging my chainsaw and i definitely could have got you but i you know i was just trying to make sure that you guys didn't get too discouraged because like i could have there are so many times that i could have just absolutely massacred you guys but i was just like what was really fun is that i played as the hillbilly so the hillbilly he kind of looks like one of the people from like the hills have eyes and um he carries around a chainsaw so his primary attack r2 or rt if you're on it back um is a sledgehammer and so you you know you bang him down with that and so but then your uh your like special ability everybody has like the primary hit basically but then everybody depending on who you choose has a different thing well this guy has a chainsaw what's really fun about it is that you have to hold it down for probably three to four seconds and so you'll see this little bar at the at the bottom of the screen fill up so what i would do instead of letting it charge up all the way which would make me sprint forward instead of doing that i would just keep revving the engine wow. and so it <laughs> it created this really creepy uh, atmosphere because it's like instead of like 
basically like I could see you from let's say 50 yards away I could charge up and as long as I didn't have anything in between me I could sprint all the way to you and get you that's that's one of the you know advantages of that particular killer but instead I would see you 50 yards away and I'd start up my chainsaw and I'd just be like and so then yeah. I just let that let that kind of creep you guys out, and of course you would just like run around like crazy, and you'd try to hide, and I ended up finding like two or three of you guys. Yeah, was, I wasn't paying was attention very well, and you just walked <laughs> up right behind me, and all of a sudden it's red, like my my, my thing's red, and I just like oh oh you're behind me, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely in the um, the clips I had. I definitely had to have that part because it's like I was just like tiptoeing, I was coming towards you, and then all of a sudden it was like, and I heard the I heard the heartbeat. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> You're like, why is there a heartbeat? Yeah. By the so, third game, I I figured it out. I figured out how. Yeah. It's very easy to pick up and just start playing. Yeah, and I think that is definitely to definitely one thing that i like about it um i i feel like the main lifeblood of this game is definitely going to be how many people keep playing because i mean this is definitely a game where if you don't have enough people like i honestly don't even know if you can have bots and so i kind i'd hate to say it but it's like that's definitely one thing i would like um, just so that like, for instance, like maybe if it was just me, you, and let's say Nate, and we wanted to play dead by daylight, maybe there could be a bot for the, for the fourth survivor and a bot for the, um, the killer. But unfortunately there's nothing like that. So yeah, it's 100% going to matter on like if people pick it up and use it. So if you haven't already, I definitely suggest you try it out, um, it's definitely a, a interesting mix. It's it, the, the balancing I feel like is the best. You know, there's a couple of things that was like pissing coach off or whatever. It's like, uh, I can see what you mean, but it's, it all has to do with like balancing. Like for instance, um, when you're the killer, you're in first person, but when you're a survivor, you're in third person. So you have a lot more situational awareness. Whereas like me, I can't see around a corner but the other people or the survivors can. So while they're hiding behind something, I could walk right past them and not even know. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was definitely a couple times I was able to sneak past. Uh, I think it was Nate because he would come by my area and I would just like, you know, duck at, duck down. And so, yeah. And, and it's just it's really cool because like like you were saying, Tifles, the stress is definitely up. Because, um, talk about the, uh, repairing. Yeah. It takes a while. I thought it, I thought it wouldn't take as long as it did. Uh. Yeah. And the skill checks. You know when the skill checks did throw me off? I think I heard you say something about don't miss your skill checks, uh, before we yeah. started playing. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And then I found out what they are. Yeah, but, <laughs> very quickly. But they, it does do a nice thing that right before like immediately before a skill check it does this little ding or yeah ding or does a little um little sound right right before the skill check and then oh you have to make sure you tap l1 
Yeah. Uh, right and, on that meter. Yeah, and I like it because there, there's a there's a great skill check or there's just a good one. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like uh, reloading in Gears of War. You could just reload normally, which is just faster, or you can reload and get a little bonus. And so that's kind of how it is with repairing. Um, you repair your generator, and obviously if you hit good, it gives you a little bit of a boost. But then if you hit great, you know, so... but. Th- it's really stressful because then if you don't hit it, it makes an explosion and the killer can see where that explosion is. Um, and obviously the L1 isn't always in the same spot. Yeah. Like with reloading and Gears of War, it's always in the same spot. So you can get that timing down perfectly. But in this one, it does a circle basically. Yeah. And that, and that L1 segment can be anywhere on that circle so sometimes it could be right away or sometimes you have to wait a little bit i i feel like every time it was almost all the way to the end i would always do it way too soon Mm -hmm. because it's like i was i was anticipating it too much yeah um when it was for me and it really happens randomly it happens anywhere on that circle you were saying but it also the actual skill checks themselves um, could be right after, like, skill check, uh, work and work and skill check. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, it's, it's almost RNG to when the skill checks actually happen during the repairing process. Um, right. From what I found, it's usually only two or three skill checks per repair, but yeah. they could happen at any time. Right. And so, yeah, that definitely adds on to the the stress, you know, because not only are you not only are you so you're holding down R1 for the repair, but you're also trying to look around as you're looking around. You could get too distracted that maybe you don't hear the chime and you miss the skill check because obviously you you want to you want to. You want to hide if you see anybody or you're just going to be screwed. And so, yeah, that stress definitely just reminds me of watching a really good uh, scary movie. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. And it's it's free, you know, so if if you don't like it, you know, whatever. That's fine. Um, you can go onto our Discord, and we'll definitely do some rounds with you. You know, oh, we'll yeah. teach you the the ins and outs of the game. Super fun. Uh, the only thing that sucked is when we weren't able to play the other night, and then I tried today. I tried today, and I was having problem getting into the game. Huh. Now that could be that could be one of two things. Either a there are so many people that were getting on because it's for free that you know it's having a little bit of service problem. Or there's B, this is how the service is all the time, you know, which I would like to think it's A. Yeah. It's probably A because it's a free-to-play game now, so a lot of people are trying to get onto it. And it was pretty much the first week that it that it was out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd like to think that that's the reason why. But even then, like, even if all you have is just one friend to go you know be a survivor with or whatever it's fun it's just it's a lot of fun it's just 
it's kind of it's kind of like dumb fun but not even in a bad way you know what i mean like call of duty is dumb yeah. fun. i can just i can just go play call of duty i don't have to think about it or whatever this is you know a little bit better than just dumb dumb fun it's just kind of dumb and it's just like oh my god ah, i'm so scared or whatever but it's like it takes what i like from like a horror game and makes it a lot more interactive because now it's not just a mindless ai it is a real person. It is somebody who can set a trap for me. It is somebody who can bait me. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who can think like me. And so maybe I you think I'm going think different, you know? Yeah. M- maybe I'm going in a direction because I think I'm going away, but they anticipated that. So they go around me and then it's like a real horror movie where somehow they're right in front of me or something. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just a really interesting thing. It took like, evolve which i love that game it definitely was it needed to be it needed to be better you know not even like or better received because it was a good game damn it um but um but it took that and i feel like it definitely kind of run with it in the more horror aspect rich uh of it so it was just it was really good i liked it yeah and i'm like i said i'm excited about playing it again with you guys for another yeah. session. Hell yeah. So make sure you guys can check that out on YouTube at ThreadX3 Productions. It's going to be our play times three where we play a game and there's going to be at least three of us. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, you get I, it. I get it. <laughs> so anyways, check that out on YouTube. That'll be going up on Wednesday. So you can check that out and have see us just goofing around basically it was it was a lot of fun so check that out up next we're going to be having our rando movie of the week 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 all right so last time we chose our rando movie of the week and that was justice league war all right so justice league war um, is an animated Justice League movie. And even though it wasn't the greatest movie ever, it was still better than the live-action Justice League. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what was your overall thoughts on it? Yeah, In my notes, I just have interesting. <laughs> it, I'm not that familiar with the animated Justice League and animated DC movies. Uh huh. But I do know the voice of, um, what, Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy? Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't Batman. And that kind of. He was not. That kind of <laughs> threw me off. The, Batman was. The voice of Batman was still good, but it, it just kind of threw me off. But yeah. overall, I liked that it. that it didn't explain. It didn't go through everyone's backstory and character yeah, build yeah. every single person. You, they expected you to know that Bat, that Batman is Batman. Hell, or right. Hell, Jordan is Green Lantern. Barry is the Flash. Superman, Wonder Woman, and um, the only one that they did have to go through is um, uh, uh, Cyborg. Yeah. Because that was more integral to the plot of the movie itself. True, true. Yeah, I mean, I do... And this is 
pretty much all the DC animated movies, they kind of do the same thing where they kind of, and I appreciate this, but at the same time, it's like, you know, hmm. but what I appreciate is that they don't treat me like I'm stupid. Yeah. You know, it's like playing a first person shooter and then having to go through a stupid tutorial about press square to reload, press X to jump. You know, press R L two to aim mm-hmm. down sights. It's like, well, no, shit. I have played so many FPSs in my life. I don't need to go through this. That's why I think like Blood Dragon was so freaking awesome because like it totally parodied that and just it. That was like the only tutorial that was like actually enjoyable mm-hmm. to go through. But I mean, there's so many countless examples of tutorials that go through, and it's like, okay, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. And it's like the beginning of the game always has to be this giant exposition dump. And so you could say the exact same thing about like a superhero movie. Um, That's why I think me and a lot of people liked Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man in Civil War. Instead of being spoon fed this origin story, they respected our knowledge of Spider-Man and just went on with the fucking story. Yeah. You know? But going back to Justice League, it was war specifically. Yeah. Runtime is an hour and nineteen minutes. And they Yeah, right. It almost felt rushed. Yeah. They just I definitely feel like there could have so been some much. spots that that was like, okay, just a little characterization. Yeah. You know, it's just like boom, 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 boom. They they just rush so much. And mm-hmm. I think think that's where it kind of falls off for me it's a it's yeah. an okay movie i mean they dark side invades they beat dark side and that's the movie yeah i mean that is that is the cliff notes right there it's like there's dark side and then he comes and then there's not dark side <laughs> they all team up they have the yeah they have the nice team up moment and then you know our boy in blue comes through comes in to save the day yeah superman just punches him and he goes back into the portal it... <laughs> i mean it was a little bit more yeah, complicated it, it, was, it was yeah it was the whole much. <laughs> it was the whole superman plot in the movie and it i don't know I, I think if i were to watch a few other justice league movies at least animated justice league movies it might leave a little better of an impression but this i don't think was the one to get me started on animated justice league or animated it's really weird because justice league has been going for a while now yeah there's tons of the animated movies yeah and so like i feel like they're doing a like a 52 thing because like the comics did like 52 so like they basically um, start started uh, over i'm looking at their page on here and it says uh February 4th, 2014, so it's been out for a while, and it was adapted from a new 52 storyline. Yeah, and see, like, I get I get why they're doing it, and I get even why they do it in comic book world, but at the same time, it's like, a really good example is, they came out a couple years ago, they came out with Superman Doomsday, and that was pretty much uh, Superman versus Doomsday, he dies, and that whole storyline. <laughs> shut up um and then they just straight up come out with another one called the death of superman that's the name of the movie and it's like okay at least with superman doomsday 
for those people who knew Superman, they knew that Doomsday was the person to kill him. But for anybody who didn't know, they just thought Superman Doomsday. Okay, this should be a really good, you know, movie or something like that. But then here we go, Death of Superman, which in their in their you know defense, that's what the comic was called. Mm-hmm. So you know, but still, here we go. They they already made a animated version of the Death of Superman, but for some reason they felt the need to go back and do it again but now it's you know now it's the 52 superman like i don't know like it makes less sense in the movie world of course this is a world where we have like five batmans three supermans three three spider-mans like i i get it but at the same time like i guess (laughs) I, i get it but at the same time it is it is the animated so I feel like all the animated, um, all the animated DCs have all kind of had their own universe going, and it's been going for a couple of years. So for them to just push the reset button was just like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like uh, I guess like when I when I saw that it was Justice League War, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I saw that Shazam was in it. I was like, oh, I've never seen anything with Shazam in it, so this should be interesting. And it's not that it wasn't, it's just that I had no idea it was an origin story for Justice League. I just thought it was another Justice League, so that kind of took me mm-hmm. out of the experience just a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't really read the bio or watch a trailer for it, I just went straight into it. Um, right, yeah. On other notes, I did. it was an okay movie, it was a good movie. It just didn't capture me as as much as I wanted it to. Right. But other than that, the humor, I like the humor in it, how uh, Green Lantern's, um, his kind of quips and jokes were were good. Um, Shazam's kidness was showed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the humor I don't think was forced, so that was good. It wasn't trying to make a joke out of every little thing. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it, it was okay. <laughs> I hope others will will be better. I'm definitely, I'm definitely intrigued by the animated Justice League series or the the movies that they do have. So I might go and check yeah. out more out. Yeah, I want to check out Justice League Dark because then that one has like demons and like Constantine. So I'm like, okay, now I want to go check that one out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was Justice League War, part of our rando movie of the week. And so we're going to have a new thing every week that is basically interactable. You guys can watch it along with us or you guys can talk about it along with us. So um, what we're going to do now is we're going to pick our next topic. And our next topic is going to be my favorite ever. So what should be our next topic for my favorite ever? So far, what we've done is my favorite ever action um action game uh, my favorite ever movie that nobody else likes and oh, there was one more that we've done so far it's like my favorite uh, i can't remember either way so what do you think should be our next topic t mm, i have one but i'm not sure i guess it You've been around longer than I have, so you might know more shows. But I was thinking. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> my subtle way of saying, "You're old." 
Oh, yeah, okay. And <laughs> no. <you're> fired. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking my f- my favorite ever series that got canceled. Ooh, I like that. All right. So everybody listening at home, go to our Discord or on our Threat X3 or sorry, it's TX3 Productions on Twitter. Go on and let us know what is your favorite ever uh, TV series. Sorry, I almost said game. uh, TV series that was canceled. So let us know that and you might end up on the show and then we'll tell you what ours are. Ours are. Ours are. So anyways. um, Coming up. (laughs) Coming up next episode, we're going to be giving our impressions on the new Netflix um, series, disenchanted uh this actually looks really cool because it's from the creators of simpsons so it has the same art styles as the simpsons but um now we're like in a fantasy world and it looks to be parodying parodying fantasy genre yeah i watched the i watched the trailers for it and it's definitely matt graining it, yeah you know we've seen it in the simpsons we've seen it in the futurama it yeah it, it almost seems like a tired animation but that is his style it is his definitely. animation and character design i'm definitely interested to see his style of uh drawing but now we're in a fantasy yeah. but then the main thing is now we're on netflix so now we can say Bitch. Yeah, he can do what whatever. I he can't wants. actually say that. I just bleeped him out. <laughs> <laughs> but we can say bad words. We can have. I mean, you can have a lot of blood. Surprisingly, like on you know, like Family Guy has a shit ton of blood. Yeah. Um, and even like Rick and Morty. But Rick and Morty's on Adult Swim, so that's different. But either way, you can have a lot of blood. But now we can actually have like mature storylines. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, like, are we going to have like a whole bunch of like fuckity fucks just for the fuck of it? Or, <laughs> or is it going to be a little bit you more, know, refined. more, more refined? Like a good example is like sauces party sauces party. <laughs> they decided to say fuck every other word because they could. Yeah. And so a lot of their humor wasn't smart. It was just, let's see how many times we can say and make it funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I am interested to see if Matt Groening has an, uh, an ending. Because The Simpsons, this is going to be, what, it's 30th year next year? God, right. And not to, not to discredit The Simpsons, it's an amazing show. I mean, it has, it's been on for 30 years and there's a reason for that, but I'd like to see where he goes with an actual planned plot line. Cause it feels from the trailers that this show is actually going to go somewhere that there's an, that there's an end result that might not, he might not know it yet, but it feels like there's going to be something leading up to the end. Right. And it very well could be something like stranger things. In the sense that, you know, like, it will, 
it will have its own self-contained story, but kind of leave it open. I could see something yeah. like that because I mean, because yeah, even though it's going to be a series, even though you know, I don't, I don't know how many episodes there are. I don't know if they've announced that somewhere. I don't do research, <laughs> so I don't know how many episodes there are. But you know, regardless, I, you know, it, like you said, it does seem to actually be going somewhere. So that's what we're going to be doing our impressions on next time. Uh, make sure to go to our TX3 Productions on Twitter or go to our Discord which will be in the description down below. You can also go to threatx3productions at gmail.com if you'd like to just shoot us an email um, and check out our other podcast Ubi Chat. That is all for this week. Oh wait, no, the wait, one more. YouTube on Wednesday is going to be our Dead by Daylight so if you'd like to see the gameplay that we've been talking about this episode make sure to go there. Alright, so thank you so much, T-Foles. Thank you for having me. And you guys, have yourself a good day.